Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SharePoint Help Desk Podcast. I'm your host, Thurman. Thurman Trotman. You can find me on LinkedIn and all places, you know. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's all you need to know there. Um, Also, if this is your first time and you didn't read the synopsis, what I talk about on this show is business strategies, SharePoint business strategies, and other tools in the Microsoft 365 suite, no doubt. But primarily, I talk about SharePoint. I eat, sleep, and breathe SharePoint. You understand what I'm saying? So on this episode, I want to talk about none other than SharePoint. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm doing this episode because I just had a realization, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And I want to keep on that trend. Uh, The realization that I had was who SharePoint is actually for when you, you're talking about somebody not outside of somebody like myself. So not talking about like a SharePoint developer, consultant, you know, admin, all that stuff, all the names that you can give to people who are quote experts in SharePoint, like myself. Um, I'm talking about people who are just regular users that I'm trying to train on how to use SharePoint. The realization that I had the other day was that it just, this is not the tool. This is not the end user tool for everybody. It's an end user's tool and Microsoft has made it such that, you know, now all you need is education to get popping with um, SharePoint, but it's still not user friendly. That's the problem. Um, You know what? Not necessarily a problem. It's a challenge. But I realized this, that it's user-friendly for tech people. You heard me talk about this uh, episode, maybe a couple episodes ago. It's user-friendly for tech people. Like, you know, there's some people who just get, you know, they they dive feet first into tech. Uh, They like tech, and they can pick it up pretty easily. But all my typical end users is not for them. Um, You know what? I'm going to just jump right into this. I'm giving you five... Uh... I'm giving you five bullet points. I'm talking about the truth about SharePoint. And the truth is what I just said. It's not user-friendly. That's actually the first bullet. So we might as well just, you know, get right into it. It's not user-friendly. This is not the tool that um, you recommend to just any old person and say, yo, dive in. There are some tools that are like that, that are just, you just get it. You know what I mean? And you don't necessarily need any training you could just start touching this thing you click here you click there and you're like yo i get it this makes sense and you just rock and roll with it sharepoint is not necessarily that um it's for people who just you know kind of understand tech not saying you like some guru or something it's just if you got like a tech not a tech brain i don't even know how to classify this this person but you know who you are basically like one of my one of my most recent clients i hooked her up with some uh, automation, right? Like uh, I took her out of a spreadsheet that she was using. I think it was multiple spreadsheets, actually. Um, just juggling a lot of stuff. We got it in the SharePoint. Everybody that needs to put in a request for her, they now go to a site. They pick uh, 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 the type of request they want to put in. They put it in. They f- hit the information. They hit submit. Uh, they get a confirmation email. It's a whole thing. It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what I did for her and some other stuff. But that took some time. Like, I was working for her, uh, coming every week, you know, a few days throughout the week, whatever. 
And then each time I came back, she's like, look what I did. She's building sites, you know, laying out icons, you know, dropping the text in there, making links and, you know, sprucing up her SharePoint site without me. She is the type of person who dives into tech. Like, she's not afraid of technology. She'll try something. When I'm talking to her on the phone and, you know, I'm walking her through something, she's, she's picking it up. Where normally I would have to... Well, actually, it depends on the type of person that I'm working with. It, they, won't, they won't, like, finish my sentences or kind of skip ahead or say, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it or whatever. There's those people. And I have no problem working with those people too. I enjoy working with them. I, work, I enjoy working with everybody, unless you, you know, unless you're like a d bag or something. And she just get, got it. You know what I'm saying? And she was working on it without me sprucing it up. That is great. That is exactly who the people are that I'm talking about when I say, "Yo, SharePoint is an end user tool. You can use it." Now she definitely called me back. Because of some issues she was having on different things. And she'd be like, well, how do I do this? What about this? Can you tell me this, this, and this? And, of course, I'd hook her up. Now, um, that brings me to my second point. There are too many quirks. Too many little things that you need to remember. There's too many... It's just too much of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where... You're if you're not in there every single day, you're not gonna remember these things. You know what I'm saying? And it's like quirks that's been going on since old school SharePoint. And it's you can't blame somebody when they don't understand how to do a thing. Now, can they hop on Google and Google? Highly likely, yeah, they could definitely Google. But if you've been in contact with me and you know you have a, a direct line to me, you're probably just gonna reach out and be like, "Hey, Thurman, how do I do this?" And sometimes even Googling is hard because. I remember when I was early in SharePoint and I used to Google, <laughs> you had to know how to Google. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't just, it's like, you know, with ChatGPT, you got to know how to, you know, you got to riz it up. You know what I'm saying? Like get it in the right place in order to give you the right answers. You got to know what to, you got to know what to say to ChatGPT. You know what I'm saying? You got to know how to talk to it and all that. The same thing with Google. If you don't know what you're asking it, that's going to be really difficult. Now, I mean, I, I stepped my Google game up because of SharePoint. Um, and I had to go hard, but again, I'm not trying to put that on the typical end user. I want you to be able to fly through this thing, you know what I'm saying? And get your work done. If I start adding time to your life and your day and your tasks, I'm not helping you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not doing you a favor. So it's, it's a situation where that's one of the problems. That's, ugh, I don't like to say problem. You know, problem is fine because I feel like every problem is solvable. But let's call it a challenge, you know what I'm saying, and take down the, the, the name there. I don't want to, you know, sound overdramatic. So a challenge is that. That's the second one, is that there are too many quirks to remember. It's like, uh, uh, you know, you got to go into this setting and, and switch this and update this. And you got to make sure that, you know, you remember all of these things. Like, keep them juggled in your head because you might have to pull one of them out. It's just... It's a lot, bro, to ask a end user to, to, to manage that. So that's the second challenge. First one is that it's not user-friendly. You've heard me, you, you hear me talk about that here the last few weeks. And then number two is that there's too many quirks to remember, um, too many little things to remember for the typical end user who's not using that every single day, like myself. And even I, let me throw that on there. 
Let me sprinkle that on top, a little adobo on top of that thing. Even I, who use it every day, there's still some little things that I kind of forget. And I got to either jog my memory or I got to hit Google myself. But those things have gotten smaller and smaller throughout the years, though. All right. Challenge number three, permissions. Permissions on SharePoint gets crazy. And now, you know, you got a lot of control over the permissions inside of SharePoint. I remember before when there used to be a lot of subsites, they would be like, let's just call like a web, uh, a SharePoint site, SharePoint site A. And then they would have SharePoint subsite A. And then they would be SharePoint site B. And then they would be like SharePoint subsite B. And then SharePoint subsite B has a subsite. Now you're looking at five different sites that can have all broken, all, all different types of permission on all of them. Even for someone like myself, that thing can get, can get crazy, which is why I recommend two types of things to my um, users. Do not create subsites. Just chill with all that. Keep that in the past. There's absolutely zero reason to create subsites. That's one. And then two, permissions is going to be a thing so if you don't have access to somebody like me, just use Teams. Teams is way easier. You know what's funny? Is that I'm recommending don't use subsites, right? But if you go into Teams, I think most of you, well, if you don't know, um, when you create a new Microsoft team, it immediately creates a SharePoint site. I mean, it also creates a SharePoint site on the back end. That just comes with everyone. If you create a private channel in your team, it creates a SharePoint subsite to that site. In that while, that's that's crazy, Mike. <laughs> Yo, that's 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 just Microsoft doing Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? And I think even Microsoft has put out a recommendation where it was like, "Yo, chill with the subsites." But um, to 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 be honest, they're still doing it, unless that's been updated. Last time I checked, if you make a private channel, your backend SharePoint site gets a subsite. It's like, come on, man. We 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 got to get away from these subsites. Anyway, those are the two recommendations I usually make off of this one: is stick to just one site. If you need to create a subsite, don't do that. Instead, just create another site. And we got to talk about, you know what? I could make that episode. You know how to manage creating sites and what you're doing with them and all that. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good episode. Um, I got y'all on that. Don't worry about it. And then the other recommendation is just use Teams. Managing permissions in Teams is way easier than doing it on SharePoint. Um, but yeah, that's number three. That's the third challenge with SharePoint is that the permissions gets crazy and you could do like role level permissions. You could still break inheritance. It's like they, they can, they should make it more manageable than that. But yo, if you're in a situation where your permissions are going to be kind of crazy, you need to document it. Actually, what you need to do is have is, you know, consult with someone like myself who knows about it. And then we need to document that so you can remember who has access to what when you're, you know, making your updates. It's wild, man. It's wild. All right. Number four. And this one is, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a thing that I know, uh, <laughs> you know, people who are using Google for their suite and their tools has kind of an advantage, right? So, Number four is that the fact that it's not external, it's an internal thing. 
When you're dealing with SharePoint lists, you're dealing with a bunch of people inside of your organization. That's who can share and touch and interact with this SharePoint list with you. It's not like a spreadsheet that you could, you know, create and then send out to a bunch of people outside of your organization and then manage that spreadsheet throughout there. But I would recommend you wouldn't even do that because now you're using email to send a spreadsheet around. Instead, there's something like Google Sheets. Google Sheets allows you to create a spreadsheet on the web and then send it out to anybody. And y'all collaborate on that spreadsheet. I'm not a big fan of spreadsheets. Okay, let me not say that. Uh, using spreadsheets in a certain way, I'm not a big fan of. But I can't deny the fact that you could just hop into Google, and everybody got a Gmail account uh, at this point. You could just hop into Google, create a spreadsheet, and then send it out to whoever you need to access that spreadsheet. Super easy. And it's not. it doesn't have to be like organization-specific. That's the thing about SharePoint is that it's organization-specific. Like you're going to be inside of the organization collaborating with people. You can't like collaborate with your external folks. And... So, that's fine. But in some cases, that's not fine. But primarily, I'm going to say it's fine because, you know, security and all that other stuff. You got to think about that. Microsoft is, you know, always handling security. Uh, the world is, you know, in a situation where, you know, everything is getting hacked. So, you know, we got to be thankful for the fact that we can keep our stuff internal and keep it secure. If you out there on your Google Sheets, I mean, this thing is just out there in the world. I remember seeing somebody recently saying they could Google, they could search their way into your public item. Kind of like, a, so let me make this make sense. So if you take your, I think your OneDrive or your Google Drive, and you do one of those, you know, share it with anyone on the, in the web or whatever, one of them things where you give anybody access to it, I think I saw the video where somebody Googled, they searched, and found this thing that the person shared with a bunch of people, shared with the, with the rest of the world. That's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? So my fourth bullet point here with it, SharePoint being internal, it's kind of a gift and a curse, but I have to put it out there because I, I know that happens. Like, you're going to be working in Organization A. You, I don't know. You're, you're, in a health, uh, you're in a health nonprofit or something, and then you're working with the, the 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 board of health or whatever i don't know some government agency inside of your city or your state and y'all have to collaborate and share information how cool would it be if you could use you know a sharepoint list which is super robust for you to be able to do that but you can't um the the okay so the closest coolest thing you could do there is put stuff on your OneDrive and then share it with others and then have them collaborate that way. But it's not that you could put a SharePoint list on your uh, we call that. You can't put a SharePoint list on your OneDrive. That'd be nice, but no dice. Um. Alright, lastly, I got a fifth bullet here. So my fifth bullet is that in order to do upgrades on your SharePoint list, you have to use code. Now, granted, it's some simple code. It's JSON. But you, 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 you have to use that in order to do, like make some really cool upgrades to your SharePoint list. 
So when you collect all your information in your SharePoint list and you're like looking at a certain view, there's a whole site out there, a GitHub, that you could go grab a bunch of JSON and make your view of your SharePoint list look completely different. There's um, code you could grab out there to make your form, the form that people enter information on, you could make that look different. You could customize that like crazy. Specific columns, you could grab some JSON and customize your specific columns. This is cool, but it's not end user friendly. <laughs> like you gotta be in the mix, you gotta be on top of it, you gotta know, you know, um, what to do. And sometimes you can't just, a lot of times, you can't just go grab JSON, drop it in and go on about your business. You gotta get in there and make updates. Code is sometimes a foreign language to people and it's like, bro, I'm not touching that. We, we talking about get this code and do this and do that. Who's doing that? Unless it's you, you're one of them tech people that's like, oh man, you're cracking knuckles, you're sitting down and you wanna get there and start, you know, you know, updating your list and making it look cool. I can't blame people who's like, yo, bro, I'm not doing that. You understand? So, again, this is another challenge where, yo, let me just say, though, that JSON code, when you drop it in your list, it makes you, it could do some wild things. I love this because back in the days it was much harder. But this, I'll put a link in the show notes to this GitHub. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've linked this before, but it's fine. In the show notes, I'm going to put a link to this GitHub, and you'll see all the different kinds of things you could do with this JSON. The problem is that typical end user, you got a deadline to meet and you got things going on. I'm not telling you, yo, and guess what? You can upgrade your list by doing this. I'm going to do it for you. I can do that way quicker for you while you just work your list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or you work your project or do whatever you got to do. And not, yo, and okay, so those are the five challenges. Um, it's not end user friendly. I stopped myself short because I want to say something. <clears throat> I want to say something, but let me recap real quick. It's not end user friendly. Um, there's way too many quirks to remember unless you're working in there every day, but even then it's still, you know, hard. The permissions could get OD, just OD crazy. The, the permissions get real crazy. That's three. Um, number four is that it's internal. It's, you know, you use lists within your organization. You can't collaborate with external folks. And number five is that you need JSON to upgrade. You need to have, you need to pull in code and configure that code in order to upgrade your list. Okay. So with all that being said, the reason why I pointed these things out is to let you know the limitations, but here's the thing about it. This is where I and other people like myself come in. SharePoint is such a powerful tool. It's like you don't even understand what you really have at your fingertips. All of the cool things you could do just with SharePoint. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this. I've talked about this on uh, episodes before. So you probably do know at least something from me pointing out all the cool things you can do with SharePoint. If I don't, you know what? About to make a new episode. <laughs> That's another episode I'm going to make called All the Cool Things You Could Do with SharePoint. Or a lot of cool things you could do with SharePoint. Um, so, yeah. I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me what your issue is. Then we work your project, right? We get it stood up for you. And then while you're working that project, I'm behind the scenes, you know, sprucing your situation up. Making it better. Doing these things that... 
you don't have to pay attention to, I'll do for you. And then there's also things where you'll be working your list, and just like the you know that client I was talking about earlier, they'll come back and be like, Thurman, can I do this? What about this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And I'll be like, yeah, you can, or no, you can't, or I don't know, let me go find out. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to pull away from your time. So typical end user, I just want you rocking and rolling, doing your thing. Tech person who, who, who likes to, you know, get in there and configure and do all that, you are the person that this show and the stuff that I do would benefit because you actually want to get in there and learn. And let me tell you something. Totally separate topic. But if you could get your chops on SharePoint and really understand what's going on under there and, get, and you know, you know uh, build your skills, you're laying the foundation for a pretty lucrative career. Let me just say that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of organizations out there that are paying big money for you to know, understand, and work SharePoint for them. And then if you add in the Power Platform that Microsoft got going on, you get skilled up on that. I'm talking about Power Apps, Power BI, Power Automate, Virtual Agents and all that. You get skilled up on that. Matter of fact, if you pick one, you can make a whole career out of it. A lucrative career. If you become a Power BI expert, the money is just going to start like like falling into your pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, let me now stop. Let me stop lying. You got to work. No matter what, you got to work. All right, so there's the recap. This is the thing that I wanted to say. Before I get out of here, you know I got to do LinkedIn Love. This week, LinkedIn Love goes to my guy, Ryan Musselman. Now, I, I just came across him, but uh, he posted a, a carousel. You know we love some carousels over here. Uh, he posted a carousel that was like, it was called uh, How We Closed Our First $150,000. So, of course, that's going to catch my eye. You know what I mean? But on top of that, though, it was well-designed to also catch my eye. And I think it came across my timeline because somebody who I bang with, they liked it. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, this is good. <laughs> you know I'm like, I'm swiping through the carousel, and it, it goes from, like, uh, the way he explains it, in the beginning anyway, he explains how he went from posting to pitching to closing. You know what I'm saying? And then at the end of that, he promoted his podcast, the Parade Podcast, which I listened to. I like the style that he did the podcast in, and it um, had some good information about, like, you know, the type of way you should post on LinkedIn. But let me tell you what really got me. So in that three-piece thing where he said posting and pitching and closing, I think in the posting phase, he might have went, like, nine months, I believe, from, like, April to December just posting. He wasn't, like, pitching his course because he said that was what came next. First posting, then pitching, then closing. In the posting phase, he went like nine months, almost a year, you know what I'm saying? Just posting, posting, posting on LinkedIn. Good stuff. That got me wild hyped. I was mad encouraged by that because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just building my audience, posting on a daily basis. Hopefully, you know, well, not even hopefully. I am gaining a following. People are, you know, getting into my community and finding out who I am. And I'm super thankful for that. You know what I'm saying? So it just gave me encouragement like, yo, look at this dude. Talk about, yo, um... He was posting every day, and then he switched from posting to pitching, and now he's closing deals. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's up. And for somebody like me who's in that pitching phase, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that gives me encouragement. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. Now, it's time for me to get out of here. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I always appreciate it. 
Make sure that you all right, couple things. Go to bio.site slash SPHD. That's my site where I put all the links that's you know useful. Uh, book a consultation with me. That's what I want for you now. I want you to book a consultation with me because if I get you one on one, then I could actually find out what's going on, how I can help. And I, I keep saying this because it applies to me. If you think about the time that you got some high quality help, like you really got some useful help, it didn't necessarily come from some like, yo, post that you saw on social media. Unless you saw the post on social media, followed all the details that it said to do, and then you went and applied it and you were good to go. Technical stuff works great for that because you just look at the video, it tells you exactly how to do the thing you're trying to do, and then you do it. But when it comes to strategy, business strategies, those to me need to be more than what you heard on a podcast. It needs to be more than what you saw on a um, site. Those things can help, absolutely. But getting in a conversation with somebody, them finding out exactly what you need, and then giving you advice specifically tailored for you, bro, it gets no better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, before you get your bathroom fixed by your contractor, they're going to sit down with you and ask you, what do you need done? How are you trying to do this? What's your vision? And you get a little powwow, you go back and forth, maybe a couple meetings, whatever, and then they institute it. They, they bring your vision to life. So think of me as that. I'm, I'm about to hook your bathroom up. And then you know what you do after they hook your bathroom up? You call them back to do something else because they did such great work on your bathroom. You like their price. You like their style, how they get down. You love their work. You're like, yeah, definitely. I want to keep working with you. Let me be that contractor. But listen, the only way, or the best way, I'm sorry, the best way for us to begin that relationship is to get in a one-on-one with me. Let me see what you got going on. Let me see if I can help. Do that by going to bio.site slash SPHD. You'll see my link on there. You'll see a bunch of other links, but you'll see the book a consultation uh, link on there with me. Or by this time, I might have changed it to book a one-on-one. It definitely says, you know, let's have a one-on-one on my SharePoint, um, SharePoint, on my LinkedIn profile. So if you're on LinkedIn and you already follow me, just go check that out. If you're not on LinkedIn, come holler at me. I'm posting every day. Uh, uh, I'm having a good time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come check me out. Thurman, T-H-E-R-M-A-N, Trotman, T-R-O-T-M-A-N, on LinkedIn. Come holler at me. I'm going to catch y'all next time. Thanks for listening.